Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Beyond the Mat podcast, hosted by Emmanuel Clauser and Jared Rowan. A space for you to transcend your yoga beyond your mat and into your life. Hey, guys, it's Jared and Emmanuel here. Welcome back to Beyond the Mat. Hi, guys. We are bringing you another episode. We are diving into the idea of creativity or in the yoga practice, and we'll talk later about this, Shakti, Mm -hmm. um, which has many different forms. Um, But we're going to talk a little bit about, I'm going to let you start us, is that okay? To talk about kind of just creativity in the yoga practice, both, and I'll jump into, but both planning a class, I guess, and teaching, and then the creativity that it opens you up to as a student. Yes. I'm going to start from the teacher perspective. Okay. And we can go from there and take it into the student Student. perspective. So a lot of times people come to me and are like, oh my gosh, you're so creative and you're sequencing. I don't know how you're able to put all of the stuff that you put into a class or how you come up with these ideas for a Dharma talk and tie everything in with the music and all of this stuff. And I think what's important to understand is that being creative, at least for me, is a practice. It's something that I developed over time and it has a pattern to it. It is something that I nurture in my career. It's not something that just happened like a abracadabra and boom, I have like a wonderful class to teach. It's something that... I've worked on for several years. Um, like I said, it's it's a process for me. Jared probably has a process. I mean, I'm sure it's not that different because we do Similar. have similarities. But, and I teach that to my, my people in teacher training, you have to physically get on your mat. So if I'm going to sequence a class, the first thing that I do is I roll out my yoga mat. The second thing that I do is that I think, okay, what's my intention? What am I trying to do? Mm-hmm. It's really hard to be creative if you have no direction. Yes. Oh my At, God. Well, it can be it can be a tornado. Yes. If there's no direction, right? So I roll out my mat. I think about my intention, and I do use a pen and a paper just to write things down. So I'll start to move. Let's say my intention, I can just use um, today's class, for example. We, I wanted to talk about energy. And so my dharma, my idea was about electrons. And I was like, okay, well, I want to move. If you think about the drawing of an atom, there's you got your nucleus and then you have the electrons that are spiraling around it. So I was like, okay, I want to move all the way around the mat mm-hmm. because that's kind of like that circular motion, right? And so I go, okay, what... What shape goes here? What shape goes there? And just start to experiment with my body. When I feel, okay, yes, this feels right, Mm -hmm. I'll use the pen and I'll write it down. And then I'll kind of carry on creating. I typically let myself start, honestly, and maybe you didn't know this, I typically will go for the standing series and I'll backtrack. Me too. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's hard to start at the beginning because if you're trying to warm the student's body up in the way that makes sense for the standing series, you have to know what you're going to do in the standing series. Mm -hmm. And the standing series is kind of like the maha moment. Everybody lives. They really do. Yeah. For the standing series. Yeah. I typically will sequence the whole class 
then do the playlist. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What do you I, do? I do similar. Um, I was going to speak to very, very similar, though. Um, and we are going to name drop the book because for me, this is how I think it helped me to remember how to sequence 10 years in the practice. Yes. The book is The Creative Habit by Twyla Tharp. Yes. Um, have you read a little bit of it or have you read some? I read the whole thing. Oh, Actually, some people that I work with privately, Jerry and Joan, gifted it to me for oh Christmas gosh. last year. Really? Yes. And it was the most beautiful gift. Yeah. I read that like yeah. this. And the big takeaway that she writes in that book was um, you have to meet creativity halfway, mm-hmm. which I love because that's very few of us are like, barely anybody is like gifted with like creativity. Like you said, it's a practice that you have to work at. So for me, that book helped remind me like, Go to people's classes, follow people on Instagram that are doing yoga, read, look up poetry, like watch movies. Like there's so much creativity out there. Um, I would say similar to what you just said. I always, I usually have an intention that's brewing through the week Mm -hmm. and then I start to think about the class. So this is just funny because people think, oh, I'm sure like George reading these philosophical texts and he's teaching these classes. (laughs) But actually this past week, in class, I was watching the Netflix. <laughs> you did Tiger King? No, 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 not Tiger King. I was watching the Netflix romantic comedy Love Hard. Okay. okay. And it was really cute. It was about, you know, the girl from the Vampire Diaries, Nina yes. Dobre. Mm-hmm. She got catfished and she went to meet the guy and it wasn't the guy who she thought. But the one thing in that whole movie that brought me into my intention was she says one of her favorite memories is when her mother used to read When the Sidewalk Ends. I don't know if you read that in elementary school or not. It was no. that book of poems. Okay. So it's, it's When the Sidewalk Ends. So that kind of was like, bing. So that was in my head, right? I was like, that's calling to me. And then just so happened, no shocker here, Taylor Swift <laughs> had a 10-minute version of a song came out coming out. And it was all too well. And the gist of the song is it's about the innocence of a new relationship. And this idea was like innocence, this book about poetry when you're a little kid and you're reading it, and then this song that was about innocence. So from that, I created a sequence. I was like, okay, we're going to do like living with um, eyes of possibility. Like when you're a little kid, you believe you can be anything. Anything. Mm -hmm. So for me, that intention then breathes into the sequence, and then the sequence in the music. Mm -hmm. And then... Yeah, so I think it's a very similar Similar thing for you. And we both, I believe, we both teach through metaphor quite a bit now. I think Mm -hmm. both of us are very metaphorical. And I think, and I'm not tooting anybody's horn, but I think that is an advanced way to teach. I think both you and I can teach through body part if we want, which we do in the metaphor. But people want more. But we're we're, poetry, right? I always think of it as an offering. You know, it's a gift. Right. It's just so much more than like you're going to work your spiral line. But there are peak poses. There are yeah. intentional things. They just aren't the main focus. Yes. Um, so I think that speaks to our creativity in the room. As students, this is a little bit iffy. <laughs> <laughs> Because I always had, you know, I had a teacher in Manhattan that said, like, you are free to do whatever you want in the room as a student. But also keep in mind, like, the teacher is offering you something very specific. So maybe if we're doing, like, low lunges, warm up, maybe don't do handstand. 
Like I had a teacher in New York that would go over to people and go, why don't we save that for after class? Like, yeah. it's, you know what I mean? Like you do have the freedom to be who you want to be. And we totally want you to do that, but also have some awareness. It's know? funny. Cause I was having this conversation with a friend and we had such different perspective on it. Okay. And I think it comes back to, are you being a good student? Part of yoga is learning how to listen. And if you can only listen to yourself and do the things that you want to do and you have you don't even give yourself the gift of experiencing what this teacher is designed for you, then what are you doing here? Do a home practice. But that's what I think. You know, you mm-hmm. should be listening. You should be taking it in. Of course... The teacher should be offering options, right? The teacher should be reading the room and seeing what's going on. And if there's an antsy person or someone that has a super advanced practice, then hopefully adjusting for that or like addressing it in a way, you know, where everyone can feel supported. Um, and yeah, there's a difference between Let's just say that you are familiar with what you're saying. If everyone's an extended side angle and you decide to come up into Birds of Paradise and it wasn't cued, you're still doing something that is along the same line. It's kind of like the next natural progression. But if everyone is in child's pose taking a break and you're doing handstand push-ups, then you're missing, Right. right? So if you're creative enough as a student to incorporate things that go smoothly that subtlety subtleties right i think that's where creativity can exist right and when you have teachers in class for any teachers that are listening and i'm sure emmanuel can relate oh god aren't they the worst students sometimes uh they just (laughs) they're like but it's hard because we feel our bodies and we're moving and we're like hmm i want to try this thing yes like we're always inspired by things but um, I mean, I think that's okay to a degree too. Absolutely. But, um, and and it is like I think Laughing Lotus had a slogan to flow like you, which I really love. And even in your your practice this morning, you said, you know, do do what I tell you to do or don't. You know, I think that that's a nice offering to remind people. I always say the vinyasas are optional. Like like it's okay to mix it up a little bit because we want you to. We live in such a. Con- I say constricted society. We want you to be expansive because when you're expansive, the world is open to you. So flow a little bit. Do an extra vinyasa if you want. Like allow that creativity to be released because we do, we are so constrained all the time. And one thing that I want to say is if you are trying to explore your creativity as a student, I'm going to recommend that you find a teacher that you really trust because it's hard to express yourself in a room where you don't feel safe. And this may be a different teacher or it will be a different teacher for all of us because we all look for different things to make us feel safe. We all have different preferences and that that's okay. But you... If you want to move your body freely in a room full of people, you have to feel pretty safe. You have to be very trusting of the person that's delivering the instruction and that has a big role to play with that. 
So that's kind of that that yoga aspect of it. Um, this led us into. I know I briefly said about this word shakti, mm-hmm. and I'll, and and this is such a big word. And you hear it a <laughs> yeah. lot, so I'm excited for you to dissect it with the listeners so that they can mm-hmm. get a better understanding. Because people are like, "Yeah, Shiva Shakti is just, right. just thrown out at large." Uh, and it is such a. I've done. Emmanuel knows this, and she's done quite a bit of training on the myth and the asana. Um, but I recently read a book. Um, I think it was Awakening Shakti, maybe by Sally Kempton. Okay. And it was a really good book on the feminine goddesses in Hindu mythology. And this is not a religious practice by any Mm-mm. means, by the way. Um, but I'm going to give you kind of my interpretation of Shakti on a very small scale. So I'm not going to get into the deeper Shakti stuff. But Shakti in itself, when you hear that word, it's talking about kind of the dynamic force um, of movement, of energy, of growth, of, um, evolution. So if you think of Shakti, it's, it's all the matter. It's all the, the movement of, of life, so to speak. Yeah. And within Shakti is creativity because creativity takes a qu- quite a bit of movement yes. in your brain and your spiritual body. Um, but I also like to point out, and I think you were in class, maybe I taught a class on Shiva Shakti and I taught, yeah, you were, because then I called you out like, yeah, yeah. You're Sh- <laughs> uh, we always we joke that Emmanuel yeah. is the Shiva and I'm the Shakti, um, but we need each other for the opposite. Uh, That's true. But I did a class on Shiva Shakti and while Shakti represents, she's this force, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but, but like you said earlier in the podcast, she needs to be tethered. Like you can't be all creativity and then you don't have any time to put the paint on the canvas. So Shiva energy is focus, is structure, is all of those things. So you need both Shiva and Shakti energy to create, I think is the big takeaway. Yeah. Right? Does that make sense? And finding what is the balance for you because you'll you'll lean more to one side and the yes. other and how to cultivate both. Right. So this episode is definitely more on how to cultivate your Shakti. Shakti. Maybe we'll do one on how to cultivate your Shiva. And I think totally, because we could speak to the, the power of stillness and focus and self discipline I mean, he's a self-disciplined guy. He's, yeah. right? He's a pretty cool guy. Yeah. He I is. I like him. We have, yeah, we have crushes on Shiva. Mm-hmm. I think everybody does. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But that's kind of Shakti on a very small scale. We could do a, a future podcast on it on a, on a larger level. Mm-hmm. Um, so when we refer to your Shakti, it's like that dynamic feminine force of energy, the ecstaticness of it. Um, so I wanted to kind of point that out for people. Um, and maybe this is a nice time for you, wherever you are as you're listening, to think, okay, am I, which one am I? So if we said okay. Jared's the Shakti and I'm the Shiva, which which way are you leaning? Yeah, what's your constitution? What, how mm-hmm. much Shiva are you? How much Shakti? And is this, is cultivating your Shakti something that you could use in your life? Or are you maybe looking to say, okay, maybe I need to be a little bit more tethered. I need to be a little bit more structured. Right. We were wanting to explore the concept of, okay, why did this come about? We understand that you guys are creative as you create a sequence and that you aim to make people comfortable enough in the room so that it can explore themselves and generate that Shakti energy. And we put a definition on it, but what does that have to do with my daily life? What would you say? I would say creativity. I think the big takeaway is 
or one of them, and then you could speak to a few other sure. ones. But the one that I try to get people to do in therapy oh. is like they don't have a lot of fun in their life. Like see, things seem to be super serious all the time. Like their jobs, their family, their commitments, money situation. It's like they have so much going on that I feel that oftentimes we lose our, I always say like our inner child and not like the inner child that we have to do all the therapy work <laughs> on because that's a separate inner child, uh-uh. which we also work on, but not on the podcast. Um, but the inner child that, that you lived with when you were little and you believe believed in fairy tales and you could create witches brew out of mud and you know what i mean yes. like the playfulness the, the belief that that you know there were unicorns in the world like santa claus all, all the do you know <laughs> please if you're listening and you have a child there is a santa claus but go ahead <laughs> i this is kind of a vulnerable thing to say okay. but i believed in santa claus up until i was 12 I was in sixth grade. Yeah. Mine was late, too. And... My brother ruined mine. Who who ruined yours? Well, it became a thing at school. (laughs) And then my mom had to tell me. So she, like, wrote me this letter. It was very sweet. And she, like, wrote me this letter explaining. And I cried and cried and cried. I was so sad. Like, changes Christmas forever, right? Or the holidays forever. I really believe part. (laughs) It's so funny. Um... But yeah, I think that creativity gives you a sense of possibility again. Yes. Like there's a sense of innocence. There's a sense of like, like, like we just said, you're not constricted. You're expansive. If you want to throw some paint on a canvas, you do it. If you want to dance around your living room, you do it. Like you let go. So I think creativity is, is like an offering to be like, life's not so serious. Take a little time to see what comes out. Mm-hmm. So that would be my one of my big like, why should you do this in your life? Yes, I think that I have two things that I mm-hmm. really use creativity for. One is an outlet. It's like you said, the world can be a very serious place. Mm-hmm. And we, by design, will go through events in our life. That's just how it is. It's going to be, it's not always going to be a smooth sailing thing. We will experience some storms, some ups and down. And we can't just keep it all in. There are different ways that we can experience a release. And it could be a release of joy. It could be a very joyful event. And what your release is, I don't know, like you mm-hmm. said, creative dance in your living room, right. you know. Or we can have difficult event like the loss of a loved one or the loss of a job, a move, the end of a relationship. And we need to have an outlet for that of course there's therapy there's movement but also being creative and allowing yourself to let it out as it is just like let it come out of you oh such a release Uh, yeah so that's a big one like you said it's almost essentially kind of a coping mechanism and what we would call like a cathartic experience right like i always describe catharsism as like a (sighs) (sighs) like that big sigh and i think creativity does that for you and creativity also gives you a sense of accomplishment 100 so i think it helps your self-esteem like it's like i did this thing like, look at, this. look at this. Even though maybe people are like, why is that supposed to be a painting of? <laughs> but you feel really good about it. And like a class or, you know, I don't know, scrapbook. 
Like it gives yeah. you a, a sense of like accomplishment, I think, as well. And that does wonders for yourself. So as an outlet or a release or something like that, that's one. But also as a tool. So that was my second one to mm. witness yourself change and grow. Oh, that's a big one. Speak more on that. Yeah, because yeah. we evolve, we grow, we change as we go through life. And so the way that we express ourselves will also change. And it's very interesting if you allow it, because if you're so attached to what it used to be, and if I bring it back onto the mat or in the, the teaching realm, right? I used to teach yoga a certain way when I started. Right, me too. Right. And it was very, it was still a creative outlet for me, but not to the extent that it is now. And I grew and I changed and I learned more and I took my yoga as like it probably the most important part of my life it, it is right now and it allowed me to witness like continuing with the creative act allow me to witness how much I grew and where I changed and the things that I've changed and that I've worked mm. on and even though a yoga sequence I mean I used to write them down religiously I don't right now I don't have them written down um which yeah. is interesting that see that's a change I'm not writing either no right now isn't that funny? That's funny. Yeah, I used to love to write them down, but now I'm just moving and going. And Same. I have not, like, I'll have, as I practice, like, as I create notes. them, I'll have notes, but I toss them. I don't keep them. And I, so just to see, to witness and I love, yourself. I love what you just said, because that's um, actually in, in the book that I mentioned in the last podcast, he talks about that clinging of um you said how it how it shows you growth and all this you know your own evolution like being creative does that um he says that it's it's like we cling to a vision we have of ourselves but then we forget that we're moving and growing but yet we're clinging to that old vision mm -hmm. and it's like vision changes over time and i think creativity shows you that right like yes i'm not who i was wanting to be a year ago but I want to be, no, you actually don't want to be her. No. You actually want to be this new way that you're going. And I think you're right. Creativity, it allows you to not cling. It does. Maybe to two things. What, what's beautiful about it is it's, it's a creative process, of course. Yeah. But it's the process that's rewarding. It's not so much the final outcome and that's what we're talking about like yes it's really nice to teach a great yoga class mm -hmm. but it's also so rewarding to just get on the mat and come up with it to go through the creation or i can't draw to save my life but i imagine that the process of drawing and putting all the elements together if you're making a picture for mm -hmm. someone or illustrating a book is more meaningful or at least equally as meaningful as the final product because that's mm. the journey and it's right. i think it's healing too yeah. like i think of musicians and the lyrics they write yeah i mean don't you think that's healing i mean i think creativity in its in itself is like an offering to heal oh absolutely. like i think there's a, there is a whole realm of art therapy yeah where you do therapy just through artwork you know, through pottery, through painting, through all sorts of, of different craft stuff. So I think creativity also allows you an opportunity to heal. Yes. 
Um, so for all the listeners out there that are like, okay, this sounds great. I, I want to partake. Take, I want to do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What would you say are simple things? Because we, we understand that everyone's a yoga teacher. Mm-hmm. So what are things that are simple that people could start to implement in their lives? Creativity. Yeah. To yeah. like engage in creativity or. I think maybe, uh, one straightforward one could just be journaling, mm-hmm. writing, could be poetry, could just be your thoughts is one that comes to mind. That's an easy way to be creative. Um, as silly as it is, especially with the holidays, there's tons of crafts. Like oh, going so to Michael's or Walmart, you know, these places that, that you could totally get, you know, and have fun. Make a wreath. Paint paint a elf. I mean <laughs> I mean, but or you know what is another thing? I color. I love coloring. So my mom coloring. bought me an adult coloring book. Do you do that? That's creative, love I love coloring. Yeah. Yeah. So those are ones that pop into my mind that are easy. What about you? Well, this is, again, I'm not a great dancer. I'm quite bad, actually. <laughs> but when I clean, I put music on and I dance. Yes. Because no one's looking at me. And so it doesn't matter what I look like. Hmm. And... I express creativity through my body a lot. I'm someone that loves to, I like to fling around, I guess. <laughs> fling around. <laughs> fling my arms. And, but yeah, so that to me is like, it's a little creative ritual. And then I just put different songs and shake my booty and clean my house. So that is something that I do. And I do write as well. You do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have a journal. So not in the previous podcast, I talked about the, like the yogic path journal that comes with the deck card that has the Mm. prompts. But lately I've been writing a lot in just a regular journal Cool, and it is been very fun. Yeah. And you know what? Another thing is I'm thinking of my, my partner does this Um, clothing. Like I know it's like, we're not into appearance. Like we're not talking about vanity, but like wearing something a little different. Yes. I look forward to that. Like I just got a very cute, Zip up jacket from H and M yesterday. She did. Yes. And it well, you're wearing like a very cute shirt yeah. right now. <laughs> so, um, and I'm excited to wear that because it's different. Yeah. You know, I think that I think doing if you're you know woman or man, you know makeup. Yeah. Like doing some makeup and being a little bit different. Put some glitter on a little bit, or you know what I mean. Like it can be simple things like that too. Yeah, it doesn't have to be a big production. You don't have to produce an exhibition for a museum. Like, you can. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Unless you know, hey, if you do that, tag us. Yeah, let us um, know. But yeah, I think that it can be these little acts or like, a, like maybe designing your house or, or purchasing. You know, I something. love that. Yes, I'm a totally hiring Emmanuel to design my house. By the way, I um, ha- I love design. Yeah. I love it. That's a creative act, I think. Like, I think just those simple little things could be... And that's a good one, too, because um, you can change that with the season. Mm -hmm. Like, you can... And it's not saying you go by the whole, like, HomeSense store (laughs) (laughs) with every change of event. But you can... (laughs) You can... Some people do. Oh, I know. (laughs) (laughs) But you can play around with, like, interior design for Christmas or Hanukkah or whatever holiday you celebrate, yeah. Valentine's Day, St. Patrick's Day, and and have fun with it and let it be something that brings you joy. I think that creativity should ultimately get you to a place where you are joyful, and if you weren't before, at least you've you feel a little lighter. 
Yes. I completely agree with you. But um but I think that that's, that's kind of like the it. our 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 podcast on our our Shakti energy so just to like close us out just reminding yourself just the power of creativity this idea that creating that Shakti energy or stirring up some of that can be really powerful. It can be healing. It can give you a sense of accomplishment. It can be an emotional release, um, giving you a sense of freedom, allow you to be innovative and tap into kind of that childlike wonder that we lose. Um, yeah. So go out there, create, have fun, stir up your Shakti energy and let us know what it feels like. like. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I want to invite you before we close this out to follow us on Instagram. It's at Beyond the Mat Pod. We would love to have you there as we built our little community. And if you have friends that are not listening and you think they could benefit to the podcast, um, let them know about it. If you are inspired to go into a creative process, tag us. Like, take a picture of us, tag us. Let us know what you did that was creative. And the last thing I'm going to say is if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, we would love, love for you to leave us a review. Let us know what you think. So we look forward to being here with you next Thursday. Have a great week. Have a great week. Bye. Bye.